Thanks, Lawrence. Um, hello, everybody. I'm looking here, right? Um, yeah, it's uh, um, it's a it's a an honor to be able to do this on the first day of the year. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just I'm excited to share with you guys uh, again this year. And um, yeah, I feel like it's been a long time since I've shared as well. And so I think this is my first time through COVID. So it feels a little bit uh, weird doing this in an empty, sort of empty room, just quiet. And um, so, yeah, just just bear with me as I um, as I do this. But um, I just am going to start um, just by talking a little bit about um, about today and about Epiphany. Uh, yeah, I, w- I was mentioning to Lawrence that I, I, um, I have done this before because as I was um, just reading up on what Epiphany is and what it means, it was kind of like, oh yeah, I have, I've done this once before. Um, and um, give me one second. You'll soon see how when I do this, I just have notes kind of everywhere. So <laughs> you'll have to let me find them as I go. Um, so today is just, as Lawrence mentioned, it is historically a day where we um, celebrate the manifestation of God's love to the world. Um, and kind of the two ways that, that churches um, celebrate that is through the story of the wise men coming um, and, and when they come, they, they recognize him as the son of God. Um, the other one that I kind of read up on, just kind of food for thought, is the, is the baptism of Jesus, is a, another, um, another way that people celebrate that. And um, what I find always helpful is to look up definitions of things. And, and even though, you know, I kind of, I know and I understand what manifestation means, just like reading and... and like kind of drinking in again those the definitions of those things is helpful to me. So I looked up what manifestation means. Um, and and the, the definition I really liked is that it means when something spiritual becomes real. And um, so by saying that we are seeing um, God's love become real in the person of Jesus, when, when we're saying that, that's, that's what we mean. And so... Um, the manifestation of God's love is God's love becoming real to us in that person of Jesus, um, which is obviously something worth celebrating. Um, so uh, there's, there's a number of passages um, kind of set aside for, for today. Um, the one that kind of just jumped out to me and and spoke to me was in Ephesians and this is Paul um, this is Paul talking to us and so I'm just going to go and read through this Um, it was uh, it was interesting it took me like a number of reads to really like for it to really I read it first and I I knew that it was the one I was supposed to do but I didn't really understand and just to explain to you my process of how I how I do this in the week is it often kind of works the same. I, I, you know, God kind of shows me what the passage is. I have all these other random thoughts and, and things that are kind of going on in my heart and going on in my mind, and I just kind of write them all out in all these different 
pieces of paper, and throughout the week, he kind of just threads them all together for me. And so um, I'm going to attempt to just go, I'm going to read this, and I'm going to attempt to go through this slowly, because, like, Paul is just a brilliant man, and and, uh, just in his writing, it's, it was, you know, it's easy to skip over things, I feel, like we hear some of these words and phrases that we've heard so many times, and we just kind of take them for granted, or we just kind of read past them and, and skip to the part that we really like. And so I had to really like sit down and, and read through this many times to, to kind of figure it out. <clears throat> so it's Ephesians chapter 3. I'm just going to read the whole thing. Um, for this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, and how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was made known to the sons of men in other generations, sorry, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it now has been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs members of the same body and partakers of the promise of Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence, our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Um, yeah, I, I think there's just so much in that one chapter. And so, <clears throat> but it all, like, it, it just, my, it, it just kind of drew my heart in this, this, um, this chapter. And so I would even encourage you just to read it over a few times later today or, or read the message and it kind of, you know, it's a, it's another good way of, um, of seeing what Paul's saying here, but so I'm just going to attempt to kind of go through this slowly and just sort of put it into my own words. 
So the first, the first six verses, he's talking about this mystery. Um, this mystery of, of God's that, um, that we now know is that the, the message in the gospel was for all people. It was also for the Gentiles, is, is the language um, in here. And I can't remember if it was the message or something, but he, I think it's in the message he uses the language of... Um, uh, oh shoot! What is it now? It's like the, the people. Uh, these aren't the right words, but it's like the people who are in and the people who are out are kind of the two things that that he's talking about. And so, these first six verses are just kind of saying that and and how um, how, how how big of news that was, especially back then. And I feel like it's probably not that different for us now in these in these modern times. There's so much. Um, division in this world. Back then it seemed almost simple that there was two groups. People that were with God and people that were without him. Uh, and, and even that was kind of a, I'm sure, a hard thing for, for them to wrap their minds around. That um, God was also here for those people that they disagreed with, for these people that had opposite lifestyles of them for essentially their enemies. Um, The the next section um, is verses 7 to 13. Um, And Paul... This this was the tricky one for me. This one took me a long time. I think I'm just going to read it again. So let's read verses 7 to 13. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, grace, which was given to me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. So I just, I love that even intro, how Paul is so, he's so humble, but at the same time, it's so, it's so true that everything that we do comes comes from him it, it is like we don't do anything by our um by our own power or our own our own giftings everything we've all of our giftings are even given to us from god so i just i love the language that he uses here um calling himself the least of all of the saints <clears throat> so to preach to the gentiles the unsearchable riches of christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God. And I, that phrase there, I, it kind of made me think again. So he's saying that this plan that God, that, that Jesus' sacrifice was for everybody, has been hidden for ages. So until Jesus died on the cross, nobody else knew what was going on. Only the Godhead knew what was going on. Um, So it has been hidden for ages in God who created all things, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. And this is kind of where I, like, I, got, I got a little bit... I had to read through this so many times. So he's saying that this mystery 
is revealed through the church. So, yes, it was revealed through, obviously, through Christ dying on the cross, but it is also revealed through his body and through the church. And in, and in this sentence, it, it actually, you know, when I read it quickly, I think, you know, it's that we are, you know, the feet of Jesus to all the people around us. But here it's actually talking about in the heavenly places, the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. So it's actually talking about the spiritual realm and angels and everything else that's going on that we don't see. And I found that really interesting and it gives me, um, it gives me a, a different way to look at prayer. It gives me a different way to look at prophecy. It gives me a different way to look at even all of my actions and, and how much more um, how much more they matter. They don't actually just matter for me and the people that see me. They have huge implications and can have huge make a huge difference in this world. Um, and that and and also that God would entrust us with revealing that mystery. This mystery he's been holding for years that he entrusted that to us to do it it's it kind of blows my mind a little bit um this was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in christ jesus our lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him oh sorry and i'm forgetting this other part even it's so it's this the other part i loved in this little section is he's also talking about the manifold wisdom of god so that that is the 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 manifold wisdom of, of god is um it's like the tool that he gives us to do this it's the tool he gives us to reveal this to to the world and to the heavenly realms and whatever we're revealing this to um, and, and, and interestingly, um, manifold means um, variety. And so um, I read, the, I think I wrote it down here, and I read this really interesting, um, just give me a second. I think... This is nice because it's just as quiet in here when I'm not speaking as when I'm speaking. So it feels normal to make you guys wait for me. Yeah, it's, it's just like part of my sermon. It's just the same. Um, just bear with me because I really liked the way that they worded this. stuck putting this in my own words 
which maybe isn't a bad thing. Yeah, shoot. Um, it's just a really long article that I have, and I can't find it. So it's this, it's this variety of wisdom that they're talking about, and I think they kind of likened it to, to a painting in how in order to make a painting, there are, like, you need to use a variety of different colors. It's not that there are, there's a difference in the wisdom of God, but that they're all working together for the same thing. It was more just a cool thing, and, and I, I loved the way that they wrote that. But, um, so he's talking about this, this wisdom of God that is our tool and our way, like, our access to him is what allows us to reveal to the world this mystery that he's held for so long. Um, so I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. Um, which leads us to kind of this last section, and it's his, it's his prayer um, for, for the people that he's writing to. And this is, this is, um, this is just another um, beautiful little section, and um, so, like, up until now, Paul's kind of just laid out for us, like, the mystery of, of God, basically. And, and he's, he's, show, he's telling us that it is basically our, God's given it to us to reveal to the world. And now, because of this, he's praying over them, um, this, um, for basically what, what they need in order to to have a chance of accomplishing this. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to read this again. So for this, just, yeah, just with that, con- with that context, I want us to, to look at this out of the context of how, how, how do we carry this, this mystery and actually, like, have a hope of bringing it to the world. And I feel like Paul does a great job of showing us that through, through this prayer. Over, these, <clears throat> over the Ephesians. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints, what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Um, and he goes on for a little bit more, but that's like the meat of it right there. And so, interesting to me that the main thing he's praying for them is that they understand the love that God has for them. That that's the most important thing. Um, that, that without that, w- like, what can we do, really? Um, and it seems like such a Sunday school lesson, um, but at the same time, it, it is so important and vital to our daily life and our daily needs that... It just cannot be overlooked. 
Um, I also I also love that, um, especially on today, when we think about what manifestation means, that the thing that we need is love. Manifestation is um, God's love becoming real to us in the person of Jesus. So he's kind of roundabout saying to us, we need Jesus in order to do this. Um, so, kind of a, it's a lot, but it's also very simple. And so, um, what does that mean for us, and, and what, do we, what do we do with that? And so, um, again, I, I just find the best way, uh, for me, in, 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 sitting down and doing this and speaking. And the reason why I love doing it is it challenges me to sit down and, and take a look at where I'm at and, and what God's doing in my heart and, um, and just what's going on for me. And so um, I'm just going to kind of share with you what he's speaking to me about uh, through this passage. And... Um, and my prayer is that it that he will do the same for you as I as I do that. And so, um, there were kind of like two two main, uh, if I want to call them challenges, um, that he gave to me. Um, and the first is is this is basically um, this idea that the gospel is for everyone. It's this mystery that he he held. Um, as I talked about a little bit earlier, it's, um, you know, the world we live in right now is just full of division, especially this last year, there's just been so much going on, and I feel like, I feel like, again, this is one of those Sunday school quotes that we've said and heard so many times, the gospel is for everyone, that we don't, we forget to, to we forget what that really means what that practically means in our lives. And um, it was actually a, a sermon I listened to a few weeks ago that I think that Brett um, recommended I listen to from, from Bridgetown. And it's, he's, he's preaching the sermon right after the election. And um, I don't remember which one it was, but if you want, t- text Brad or text me, and, and it's worth a listen. Um, but... He's, he's basically talking... So, in the States, it was just, like, crazy, right? Like, everybody... There was so much hate. Even, even outside of the politics, there's so much hate and all of this stuff going on. And his, his end point at the end of this um, sermon, and he kind of lays it out beautifully, um, you know, the church's role in all of this and, and how we should just be loving people. Uh, and it just ties in so well to this for me. But what I loved is, is what he said at the end. Um, and it is that um, the measure of, of somebody's spiritual maturity, of Christian maturity, is enemy love. It is the way that we love our enemies. And I feel like we, we forget when we are surrounded with, a, we're surrounded with a wonderful body of people and friends 
who are like-minded and who believe the same things we believe and all of those things. It's really easy to love those people when it's what is not easy to love are people that have different thoughts, different opinions, different religions, different everything. Anything that is different from us is always more difficult to love. And so I just found God challenging me on this because my life is surrounded by things that are the same as me. And that is not what is being talked about in this passage. That is not the main purpose of the gospel. It is, um, it is you know, the Jews were supposed to now turn around and, and open themselves up to this whole other world of people that they had been shutting out for their entire lives. It's a big deal. Um, and, you know, it come, to me it comes down to the simplest thing. I've come a very long way since, um, since I was, you know, a kid and a teenager. But even the world I came from was very, was very judgmental and it was very... Um, Oh, yeah, judgmental. <laughs> that's, that's really all it was. And the way, that we, the way that we speak about other people and the way that we view other people and their opinions and their decisions and analyze them, and, and I think social media and all of those things don't help these days, but, but we need to look at people as beloved children of God, not as, not as anything else. <clears throat> And, and this is our job as the church. This, this is our... Um, it, it's been left to us to do that. And so in these, in these difficult times, um, that, that's what we need to do. We need to show love when people decide not to wear a mask or decide to stand too close to us. Or, like, there's so much going on right now. And we need to show love to those people. So the other, um, the other way that God challenged me in this is, like, how do we do that? <laughs> it is not easy to love your enemies. It is not easy to love that person who's standing in your space. You just want to tell them to do some things. Um, so... You know, Paul just, he, he tells us exactly what we need to do. And it was that prayer at the end of that passage. Um, we need to um, continually be in relationship with our Father. We need to receive his love daily. We need to take that seriously. If we don't do that, we will fail at that. Um, I noticed that in my own life. Um, and I notice it the most at home with my wife and with my kids when I um, when I am not continually receiving those things from my father. I I am not the same. I have a short temper. I uh, all of these things that are actually not true of me come out. So I am I'm quick to 
get angry with my kids over little things that don't matter. The things that I'm teaching them not to do, I'm doing to them, um, right? It's, it's those, uh, same thing with my wife. Like, you, so when I find myself, um, and, and my prayer and hope is that those times become very short and that I, I realize them quicker and quicker as, as I grow older um, and as I mature that um, that it would be a natural thing for me to say, oh, why am I acting this way? Why am I not showing God's love? Why am I not, why is God's love not coming out of me? Well, it's because I don't have very much of it inside of me right now. How am I going to give it if I have not received it? And so, again, again, a very seemingly complicated thing becomes very simple and very practical in that we just need to spend time with our Father and, and, and actually receive His love for us. Yeah, our, our, our foundation just needs to be this, this personal relationship with our Father and to let Him be the source of all that we do. Um, just to let Him fill us up. So, um, yeah, I, don't, I just... You know, I, I challenge you guys with, with, those, with those same things and, and sit down and think about um, and, and ask God to kind of show you those, those, those things as well. Like, where, where is your heart? Where do you notice? Um, where do you notice that it's hard for you to love other people? Where do you, where do you notice you start? Um, and and th- this is kind of how, how I see it. Where do I, where do I act not like myself, like who I, who I know myself to be, when I am acting outside of that, pay attention to that and what is going on in my heart there. Why am I acting outside of who I am? And most often for me, it's just simply a lack of receiving God's love or taking false responsibility that is not mine let him be responsible for the things that he is responsible for. And so, um, so my prayer for us as individuals is, is this, my prayer for us as a, as a body is this, that we would be a church full of people who take seriously our personal relationships with our Father. That we would be a church that as a body together takes seriously our relationship with our Father. And so I just want to end by, read, by, by praying this prayer over all of you and just over our body. This prayer that Paul prayed um, for the Ephesians. <clears throat> So, Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, 
that according to the riches of his glory, may he grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend what all the saints, with all the saints, what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen.